Hey guys, it's RJ and Angie, and this is the Rich by Intention podcast. What's going on, babe? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited for the third episode in our Marriage and Money series. Yes, we have amazing guests on the episode today, and they are Jeremy and Latasha. Jeremy and Latasha are the creative husband and wife duo behind Arts and Budgets, a platform that helps go-getters find the best side hustles to create multiple streams of income. They are the proud parents of three boys and the owners of several businesses. Working together, they have created 13 income streams, accruing 10,000 per month. They have been featured in CNBC, Business Insider, Black Enterprise, and more. They are a phenomenal couple crushing goals together. You're going to get so much inspiration from this episode. As always, thank you for tuning in and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Rich by Intention for money tips and inspiration. And also have to make sure we plug our cheat sheet. Get our free cheat sheet to get on the same page about money at our website, richbyintention.com or check the link in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. So Jeremy and Latasha, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We're so excited to just have a couple who's doing great things. Just join us and talk about their journey. So for the listeners who may not know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. So we are a a married couple who have two businesses and we just recently started a third Third. startup company as well. And with all of our businesses, we have currently now 13 income streams. Um, We just recently paid off as of today, $23,000 of debt this year from the arts and budgets business. And we really just love the arts, the creative arts, music. We have a background in music and theater and it's been pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, so I'm Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Background in, in music, um, yeah. entertainment. I'm also recording artist, songwriter, producer, mixing engineer. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're in a recording studio, do a lot of music related things Yeah, um, as well. So. Nice. It's been quite the the fun ride. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. I love that you guys are, have your hands in so many different things. So we'll definitely deep dive into that. So how long have you guys been married? We've been married for seven years. years. Yeah. Seven years. Seven years. How did you meet? (laughs) So, okay. So we met 20 (laughs) years ago on the party line in Chicago. I don't know if you guys know about that, but we didn't know how how each other looked. It was like a teenage. So wait, what is the party line? The party line is kind of like a primitive version of Clubhouse, if you yeah. are familiar with. Yeah, that's Clubhouse. A, that's so social. One. So y'all met on social media before it was called. Yeah. Before yeah. it was called it was social media, phone, but it was only yeah, on the phone. It was, so yeah, it, was phone, it was phone media. Phone uh, media. It's kind of an interesting story, but yeah, yeah. we we. <laughs> so that was uh, we've been knowing each other for twenty years now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, Very awesome. nice. So y'all awesome. met on the phone phone line. So what? Can you just tell us a little bit about that? So did Jeremy was like, hey babe, like hey girl. <laughs> Like, what was that like? Like, so, how do you, how did you okay, spend game so on, on the phone line? We're on, this, we're on this phone. We're teenagers at this time. We're 16. Okay? So we're like on the phone, you know, just having fun and all this stuff. And, and I see that I, I listen and I'm, I hear this girl on there and I'm like, I don't know what it was. I was attracted to her voice, specifically <laughs> her voice. I don't know if it's her speaking voice. I'm like, I got to talk to this girl. I don't know why. So there was a thing where you can go private and talk to, you know, the person. So I'm like, let me talk to this girl. Yeah. And I was talking to her we and we had a real good conversation. I'm like, all right, let me get her number. You know, I don't know. Who knows? You know? <laughs> and so I did. 
And, and uh, I didn't think nothing of it. I, I, I was just like, this is not going to be real. So I like gave him like a phony name, a phony, how I looked. I'm like, because I was me, real sheltered. She sheltered. me all the way up. Yeah. I said, I'm like, this is not going anywhere. I'm not going to talk to this guy anymore. And my mom was really, you know, really kept us sheltered in. So I couldn't get out at 16. Mm. So I'm like, I can't even go see him. So I'm just going to yeah. send him off. And so she, she made up a whole lot of stuff about who, you know, who she was and all that. I was like, I'm protecting my identity. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, stranger danger. <laughs> Which is understandable. And so, you know, I ended up going to finally see her. It, it took a while to finally have that happen. But yeah. we finally saw each other and, and, and met each other. And I would say the rest was history, but there's, you know, it's a 20 year <laughs> gap, you know, a 20 year span. So but we, we got real close and, you know, and everything like that. And we, yeah. we were together for a little while. We broke up got back together got married and you know yeah, god bring us back together yeah, that was cool. yeah. i love that yeah. <laughs> yeah so so when when was the moment when you knew you wanted to marry latasha oh so <laughs> this is gonna sound really strange but this is just the you know this is what it is so i'm really i'm, I'm kind of a geek you know i'm really into like anime and like video games and <laughs> stuff. that's my husband naruto yeah 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 yes. so, a nerd a nerd and right? so i'm watching some stuff or whatever One I'm, piece. Like, I'm watching yeah i'm watching like some anime and she's like what do you see in that like, why is why are you so interested in that and i'm like because it's good i mean and i'm like you want to see it and she's like yeah so I, I literally let her watch dragon ball old school dragon ball like the oh. very first you Goku. know i'm like just see what happens you know and she like got hooked strangely. I was like, what? <laughs> and she's like, I really like this. So I'm like, huh? And and so we went through all of that and then all of Dragon Ball Z. And I'm like, this is so weird. Started watching One Piece together. And so and and, and, and I'm like, <laughs> like I, I developed a whole new appreciation for her at that point. I'm like, wow. I, I want to marry her. <laughs> it was so strange. All because of Dragon Ball Z. Wow. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it because, you know, I, I love that story because, you know, you weren't interested in it at first. Right. Like you were like, oh, what's what is this? But you kind of yeah. went into his world. Right. And was I did, willing yeah. to kind of, you know, OK, let me give it a try. You know, yeah. I don't like it. I don't understand it. But I think that's that's awesome that you were just willing to, you know, go into his world of uh, anime because. Yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I started to actually like it, which is really funny. I think my favorite anime show is probably One Piece. I do love Dragon Ball, too. That's a classic. But, OK, yeah. so anime brought you guys together. Well, no, the phone line brought y'all together. It was your voice yeah. that you were like, dang, I got to get this this baddie over, over, yeah. over, over the phone, this baddie voice. No, right. you guys have such a fun story because it's like, you know, nowadays, you know, we're so focused on the what you look like, right? But I yes. love that you were just, you wanted to know more about your wife because of just the way she sounded. So, and, you, and that just sparks a conversation. Yeah, 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 no, I love that. And at the end of the day, you found someone who you could be yourself around, mm-hmm. which is yeah. is important. That is important. Yeah. So, so arts and budgets. So, can you tell us about like a little bit about that name? Like, how did you even come up with the name arts and budgets? Like, what's the meaning behind that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I was, I think, I was attending like a live class, and they were going over finances. I've always had a love for like like finance, personal finance. After I finished college, I really wanted to get financial freedom and learn about it because I didn't learn about it as a child and like growing up. So basically with that, with the name Arts and Budgets, I have a background in theater and I've done a ton of music. And I was like, I want the arts and money to be mixed into one. 
So God gave me the name Arts and Budgets. And I was like, that is just perfect because the arts covers the creative side of me and the budgets covers the love that I have for creating financial freedom and helping others find ways to increase their income with like multiple income streams. And I I think another thing that was kind of, we kind of kept in mind as well was like the fact that since we were both in on the art side and it was kind of like, it was kind of like a starving artist, struggling, you know, artist type of a situation. And it's like, man, there's, you know, how do we balance all of this stuff? You know what I mean? You know, got to have, have, you know, a job and a side job and all this other stuff. And it's like, I really want to pursue the arts and want to do all this stuff. And so it just kind of, kind of formed into like a happy medium type of a yeah. type of a thing. Yeah. And that was kind of how the beginning thoughts of it. You know. So Yeah, I think it's, you know, I want to dig into that a little bit because, you know, sure. you do hear a lot of people like who are in the arts, right? Especially last year with COVID, right? With everything yes. shut down, you know, a lot of gigs were canceled. Like what, how did you guys handle that? Like, how did you guys manage money as artists, working artists? Like, I'm just curious to hear that, that part of your story. Yeah, I think a lot of it was coming together and like, cause I love like, he always say, Tasha, I'm done with these, these, these meetings, but I like to have like <laughs> financial meetings, like to map out a plan. I'm really like systematic, like let's write out a plan. Let's set up a budget. Let's see what we're going to do in the next month or two, two months, three months to really get a plan on what are we doing with our money? So every single dollar has an assignment. And I think like during COVID, it was, I didn't make as much money with arts and budgets during COVID. Like I was talking about that uh, via Instagram. Like I think one month, I think in, I made like $400. The next month was like $500. I think the most I ever made in 2020 from the business, from arts and budgets was maybe like $550 from a profit. So it was real low, but, you know, working with him, working with my husband on how to set up an effective budget, how to manage the money that we did have totally helped too. Okay. So like, even with, you know, artists, people who are artists and the jobs that they have, like sometimes the money isn't consistent, you know, like it's based on if you can book different gigs, how did you guys work through that as well? Like when money wasn't consistent for you guys, or what advice do you have for people who aren't making consistent paychecks every two weeks? Yes. So we did side hustle. So he was driving Uber at one point, right? You were, um, (laughs) right. (laughs) You were yeah. doing like a lot of those different side hustles. So, sometimes it does take a lot of juggling, just kind of finding different different things that that, that work. I mean, the struggle really is to, to find consistency. And sometimes it's it, sometimes it can be a little difficult to figure out, you know, a way to become consistent in yeah. with inconsistent income streams. Yes. But it's just you just got to hustle. Yeah. <laughs> and then like going into uh, January 2021, after I, I did a lot of studying in December 2020, and literally, I think the income that we got for December was 450 a month. In January, the income for arson budget skyrocketed to almost five grand. And, and ever since then, and last month, we just had our, 10, our first 10K month. Wow, congrats. Um, so, so we've been like really gaining a lot of momentum with the business, with arson budgets this year. But one of the ways that I really started to focus in was finding passive ways to make income. I looked at the blog, like what other income streams can we create from this blog so we don't have to work as hard? So working smarter. So what are some ways that we can make money passively, like through ads, through affiliate marketing, you know, and things like that. And I really started to hone into that and started to study others that were in the industry that were successful and then um, figuring out how can I apply this to my to the business that we have and move forward with that. So really focusing in on passive income and making money while you're sleeping, as well as finding additional side hustles as well, really helped. I love that. 
one thing that you mentioned in the beginning of the episode was the 13 streams of income, right? And, you know, you mentioned a couple of them. What are those 13 streams of income and, and how did you build them? Oh, yeah. So let me start um, with like arts and budgets and then we'll go to one plug. <laughs> so currently through arts and budgets, we have uh, we make money through affiliate marketing. We also um, work with an ad uh, publishing company called Media Vine. We all coaching. Yeah, we do. I, I do one on one coaching. I do group coaching. I sell digital products. I have a, a course called Blog for Profit, which helps bloggers who are looking to create and start a blog and learn how to monetize it and turn it into a business. Also, I think um, sponsored posts, like when I'm working with brands, promoting products and services that I love that align with the mission of arts and budgets, as well as speaking like online seminars and things of that nature as well. And also recently, I just became a freelance writer for different publications too. And I also do that, which, which also brings in money. And then on the flip side, my husband does songwriting, music production, <laughs> mixing, mastering, Recording, yeah, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> a lot of music related stuff. So yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> so lots lots going on there. Like, and I, I I think it's great, right? Especially now in this time where you know people are unfortunately getting letting go from jobs due to the pandemic. Um, it's so important more than ever to have you know multiple streams of income and not relying just on your corporate job. And I mean, yeah. thirteen is amazing. <laughs> thirteen <laughs> streams is amazing. So so which one is your you know highest income stream, if you're That's willing good, to share that. Yeah, absolutely. So currently right now, I want to say um, like from last month, selling digital products was really, is, is really a big one. And also ads, working with the ad company, Mediavine, and it's so passive, like, right. So like working with like Mediavine and the ad publishing company, they put ads on your site. And when someone goes to your site, you make money. So the key is to boost your traffic. So you want to get traffic going to your site. And um, Arts and Budgets has over 100,000 page views per month. So that contributes to the ads being higher in income. So I think like one month, like we're almost at like five grand just from ads alone. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Awesome. So as far as, you know, you have the streams of income, are you 100% entrepreneurs at this point or... So yeah. at what point did you leave your corporate jobs? So when I got pregnant with my first son. 2018. Yeah. So he was I working. I to say 2018. For you. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was 2016. Because when I got pregnant with our first son, we decided that I would stay home. So mm-hmm. I was teaching at that point. So I was teaching at a performing arts high school and also a high school in my area. And we decided that I would stay at home with our first child, our first mm-hmm. son. And he kept working uh, downtown Chicago. Yeah, at a corporate job. Yeah, a corporate, you know, at a, a, at a corporate company. Mm-hmm. And he held it down. And arts and budgets didn't make any money the first year. So he held it down. Yeah. And then so I decided, well, we decided that I would stay home in 2016. And then you left your job in 2018. 2018. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's awesome. What was that like when you finally left corporate? Like, yeah, what, what, did the, what was that feeling? It was freeing, actually. <laughs> I, to be honest, I've always been an art, artistic type person. Yeah, we both I, kind I of been the same. Never was a nine to five corporate guy. Like, yeah. I've known that from the beginning. So even when I got the job, I was like, dang. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I needed it, you know? And I'm he like, got okay. it so easily. It was like, you're hired. And he was like, dang, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> And so, you know, when I finally left, I was like, oh, my God, this is such a, a weight lifted. And, you know, it's not like being he had back. a good team, though, too. Yeah. Good team of people. Yeah, it was it was it was a cool job. Like, it, it's not like I was like stressed or, you know, mad at the fact that I had that job or, you know, it was actually a really good job. But 
you know, it just wasn't what I needed to be doing, you know, yeah. and I just kind of knew that internally for a few years. I'm like, you know what, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta leave, you know? And so yeah, I finally got that opportunity and haven't looked back since. So, <laughs> so, so how, how did you guys prepare for that? Right. You, when you ha- actually, Natasha, when you first had your first child, how'd you prepare for that? And then Jeremy, when you left and now you're both full-time entrepreneurs, how did you prepare for that transition? Yeah. So in 2016, we were preparing like that whole year. So we were doing things to make extra money. I can remember when we were selling a lot of stuff in our house, I was like, we need to sell some stuff to make money. That's a really good side hustle to do if you're looking to make money quickly and to have it saved up for like the baby or, you know, just in general in life. So we were looking around our house and we sold a lot of stuff like, um, I believe on Facebook and offer up and things like that to kind of store some money. It's you know? crazy to think back to all the things that we were doing. Yeah. Just as side hustles. Like we were extras on TV shows. We yes. were like, we were oh, wait, yes. wait, everything. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What TV shows? Tell me more that I need to know. Oh, gosh. I, I need to listen Chicago, Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. Empire. Empire. Oh. The if yeah. you look at the very pilot episode of Empire. He's in it. The very first scene and they're, they're in the recording studio. If you look in the, there's four people in the scene. Okay. If you look at the person in the back with his head turned, <laughs> that's me. Okay. The, per- the person nodding their head saying, good job. <laughs> okay. Right. We are going to look back and make sure yes. that yeah. and see if we see you. No, that's great. How do you become an extra on a TV show? Do you get show? residual credits? Because I go watch it now. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's just a one you. check. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So one of the ways that you can find like extra work in your town is going through like different Facebook casting groups. They have a ton of them that uh, I think the ones we did at that point, I think it was like all forecasting or something like yeah, that. It's, or, a, it's, a, it's a few casting companies that that specifically cater to like extras, extras extra and, work. And right. Dang, they're, and they're they film, will definitely call you. <laughs> they're filming a movie right across the street from our house. Like we need to go oh. see if we can be an extra in that movie. Yeah, yeah. That movie. I won't be on TV. <laughs> right. They definitely Add it to my like, credits. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we just, so, so like, yeah, we did a lot of extra work. I feel like we were like in, in a so TV many show. random movies in like, with the, like yeah. every, every, I felt like at one point it was like shows. every other week or yeah. something we were doing wow. on set with like different, different artists and things like that. And That's like weird. actresses and actors. And <laughs> stuff so how like much, that. how much money do you think you made from doing extra work? Is it like, oh, it, a, wasn't, it wasn't crazy. Yeah. So it was like a hundred, you know, maybe like a hundred and hundred per, per day, shoot, you know, yeah. Like crazy. But you know what? I did That's some good money. Work. Yeah, I did some work where I was like an actual like lead, and I get like four hundred dollars. So this was like a like a sag. Oh, the commercial. Yeah, some yeah. of the commercials that I was in, like I did like a few commercials, and those paid more. So that so I was getting like maybe two hundred to four hundred dollars per shoot, and that was good money for like a few hours because these were like really. Really good, um, good ones. <laughs> you you guys are making me think of the side hustle I did back in the day, where <laughs> I was a, a food taste tester. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I wasn't making a hundred and four hundred dollars. I was making like twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it was gas money. That it was good yeah, enough. That's right. So hey, it all it adds up. It all, it adds, all up. adds up. So and 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 that's what arts and budgets is about. It's about side hustles, making a more money through multiple income streams to make it happen. That's great. That's great. So, so you guys have these income streams, you guys are managing your business, you know, full time. So, you know, 
have there been any, you know, challenges that you guys have faced? Like as far as, you know, you guys are working together on your businesses, you guys are raising a family. Like what are some of those challenges you guys have had during running your businesses? And what advice do you have for other couples who are doing the same? I think the biggest challenge is balancing everything. Yes. <laughs> that, that was the big, like, and I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like it's, we just recently started to get that together to a point where it's like, okay, this is actually kind of working. Because you know? <laughs> we got three boys, you know, and they're, they're all five what's and the, under. What's the ages? And, and, so uh, five, three, and one. Wow. <laughs> so they're all over the place. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's, there, it's a lot to, to have to, just them alone is like a full-time job. And oh, it's yes. a lot do it yes. you know just one um, one child is a full-time job kid. just one yes you have three yeah. full-time jobs yeah. just in your kid absolutely so but one of the things that we decided to we, we realized that had to happen is we we started to just get really diligent about scheduling everything everything that we yeah. possibly could even down to sleep <laughs> yes you know no, and 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 it, it got to because 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 the thing is everything had had to work in tandem. Like everything yeah. had to work together. So now, um, like what we kids, do, yeah, you know, waking up and and eating at a certain time, and everybody eating and, and a schedule. You know, it, everything is a schedule. Everything it, it's the only way that stuff started to actually come together right. and work together. So and we have it like on our phones. So like in the morning, like he'll take the morning hours and he'll work from eight to two, and then I'll work from two to six on arts and budget stuff, and he'll work on the music stuff in the morning. So we have a schedule like Monday through Friday that works and so he'll watch the um our boys and then i'll you know come in and watch the boys yeah we'll switch yeah and then like he'll leave it like for a few like when i when i come back in at like six he'll work on whatever he needs to work on in the back too and then it'll be bedtime for our boys at like eight and we work together to get them to sleep wind down time and things like that and that totally helps with the mixing it making it easier (laughs) so when so it sounds like i love that i love that you guys have the schedule that you guys you know your kids know exactly when to do things at a certain time (laughs) you know and i love how you guys are working together like you you allow him to do his work in the morning and then you allow her to get things done for her for her business and brand but when do you guys actually come together and spend time with one another and just you know continue (laughs) continue (laughs) you know yeah, so, sometimes in a little bit in the mornings, and then a lot of times, you know, at night, at night yeah. after after the, you know yeah. we're able to get the kids to bed and everything. So. Yeah, but yeah, it's you definitely gotta have date nights. <laughs> and, I feel and then like there's in days, marriage, yeah, and then there's certain days that we gotta like literally have to take and say, you know what? And my mom is really helpful, yeah. like watching the kids, <laughs> yeah. like she's doing now. So, so I feel like it's so important because we were just saying that like we need more date nights, <laughs> like because mm-hmm. like, I feel like we're constantly in work mode, like work mode mom and dad mode. And sometimes you have to take a break mm-hmm. for your marriage. I feel like, you know, sometimes we forget about those things because it's so hectic. It, it wasn't until we started to do that, that things started to come together for us, even forming a schedule and, and yeah. getting everything else together, you know? So I feel like for the married couples, you know, that, that portion of it is a lot more important than you may think. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. So like, how did you guys like, was there something that hit the fan that you were like, oh, we need to come together and we need to get something. Something has to change. Like we need to get on a schedule. Like, what was it? What was the boiling point? 
I don't know if there, I know if I can think of a specific <laughs> boiling point where that happens. It's enough trial and error. Let's just put it like that. There was enough trial and error. We were so, like, this is out of control. Yeah, like, I'm like, like, when am I working on the we, business? Yeah. Like, I need to work. I there, was a, there was a point where you kind of think about it when, you know, when you're trying to figure it out. And it's like, okay, why did we decide to do all of this at once? <laughs> like, what in the even, world were we thinking? I but, can't even like remember like how we used to do it before we had this schedule. Like, how are we living? I don't. <laughs> how is this even working? How is it working with the <laughs> it business? <was> rough. <laughs> like now we have like such a like a good schedule with the kids and stuff like yeah. that. And the businesses. How are we living before? Because we were living like that for at least about I don't know two, yeah. two, three. Two years. <laughs> 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 off the handle right off the handle, off the handle. you know no For i sure. love it i love it i love that you guys like are working together and that you guys have you know came together and we're like came up with your schedule and your plan for your family. I think that's great. So yeah. And routines, right. Mm-hmm. Having routines yeah. For, yeah. for, for children in general are great. Yeah. And for a, a business, right. One thing that's always important is to treat your business like a business. So, you know, mm-hmm. you need routines and, and, and you schedules. Can, uh, can I just ask a question as a mom? Yes. You know, is your one year old like, is he really like following the routine? Because we have a two year old and we're like, you know, it's dead times this time, like 80 times this time. And it's all just, you know, it's all over the place. So we're all over the place. My youngest, it's, it's all over the place. I feel like <laughs> he's still trying to learn how to sleep like through the night. I just got done, like, you know, weaning him off of breastfeeding and stuff like that. So transitioning to the sippy cup and stuff like that. So it's a, it's definitely a, a learning experience for him right now. <laughs> the other two, they seem to get it, but still sometimes it could be like, kind of like tough getting them in the bed. They're like, no, we don't want to go to sleep right now. Is it really time to turn off the TV? Like, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So, but, but definitely the one-year-old is still waking up throughout the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so I so- feel like, honestly, I feel like I haven't had a, a really good night of sleep for like a week for like five years since I've been a mom. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. But, I get like, it. like it's out the window, like sleep. What is that? Like, no. Cause like, then like they'll wake up and come in your bed too. Like the bigger, like, like my oldest one might come yeah. into bed. So yeah, I feel like I haven't had a really a week worth of sleep in like five years. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so when's the next date night guys? Let's, let's schedule that down. <laughs> like, a 24 exactly. hour date night. Y'all leave the house. Uh, y'all don't come yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> yes, was a, kids. Was a, right. I was thinking like Valentine's day, but no, is that too far? No. <laughs> really? We should preface because this might come out around then, around Valentine's Day. But right now we are recording in November, so (laughs) that's a little too far. But I get it. It's tough, right? When you're married and you have businesses and children, it's like tough to like figure out when you're going to make time for each other. But the the whole reason why you have the family, why you're able to run these businesses together is because of you two, right? Like, you know, and the intimacy that you guys Mm -hmm. have and the love that you have for each other. And, you know, I'm speaking to myself right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because we we was planning for February 13th. (laughs) (laughs) No, full transparency, we were supposed to have a date night this weekend. Like, we were like, oh, because my mom is, my daughter's at my mom's house overnight. And we were like, you know, let's go to a movie. Let's have dad. Yes. And we looked at each other. We're like, we don't have time to go to a two hour movie. <laughs> yes. We ordered Chinese food, ate on our couch and then went back to work. Then, sorry, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know it sometimes. But, but no kids were there. So it was yeah. it was fun. It, it was, was fun. fun just yeah. the two of us yeah. working. Yeah. But yeah. that um, is good, too. 
<laughs> but no, so like what lessons have you learned like as entrepreneurs, full-time entrepreneurs? What what are some of the best lessons that you can share with our listeners? Yes. Like show yourself grace. There are going to be days where like you just need a break, you know, and rest. So, but definitely show yourself grace and, you know, truly understand that it is a process. Take it day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour. And if something happens, it's okay. Get back up. Try it again. If, if something's not working, figure out what can work and start testing stuff out. Um, but keep going and show yourself grace and try not to compare yourself to what everybody else is doing because social media is such a real for that. Like, you know, you see, oh my God, that person made 10 grand that month. That person paid off $100,000 of debt in one month. Like, and you're like, oh my God. I'm sucking at life. Like, you know, but everybody doesn't really, you know, everybody doesn't show their failure. So try not to compare mm-hmm. and show yourself grace. Yeah. I think develop a system for consistency. Yeah. That's good. I think that's, that's really, really big. I'm a systematic type of a person. So it makes things a lot easier when, you know, you can kind of line it up and, you know, kind of figure things out in that way. But if you have a system for it, so where you can be consistent at whatever it is that you do, even if even if you're just spending a certain amount of time a day on, on certain tasks or whatever, as long as you can stay consistent with it, you know, you're good. You're mm-hmm. good to go. Oh, great advice. I love the advice. Consistency is key. Giving yourself grace is so important. So awesome, awesome advice, guys. Yeah. And I just wanted to ask you both a question. Like when you were starting your businesses, if you could go back, some what would be some things that you would change or do differently? Hmm. I think so. The grace thing that you just mentioned, I think that I think we can have grace, not just for ourselves, but for each other as well. In the marriage. Yeah, yeah because, you know, in, in our particular situation, we we started more than one business. And, and who I did was that. I don't yeah, know. It, we, you know, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't wouldn't recommend for starting everybody, two businesses but, at once. <laughs> yeah. But it's a process. You know, it's it's really a process and, and you know that you have to work through. And there's times when it's like, okay, I don't know what's happening. I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know, you know, and you know, being able to have grace, not just with yourself, but with your partner. That's a big you one. Know, both ways is yeah. Yeah, because you can get frustrated. That I would go back and, and I would make sure that we did more. Oh. Yeah. Cause I feel like when you start in a business, some, you know, a lot of times the businesses don't make money, like within the first few months and it can be very years, frustrating. Yeah. 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 Some like, like a few years, like arson, but just didn't make anything in the first year, but it can cause like tension within the marriage frustration. So definitely show you're like showing more grace for sure. And I think on patience. a, te- yeah, patience. And I think for like a technical thing, I think like with arson budgets, I think what I would have did at the beginning, what I would do differently now is to specifically get specific about my niche and who I wanted to help. Really getting specific about that and not kind of going in and kind of blind, but really getting the understanding of who, you know, who are the people that I want to help? What is my niche? And then how can I create products and services to help serve them more? No, that's awesome, guys. Thank, you know, I think it's, it's great, right? I love that you said, you know, especially for our married listeners, like just giving each other the grace, right? Like we're so quick to kind of give ourselves a pass, if you will. But, you know, just remembering your spouse and that they're human and yes. that they're on a journey themselves too. And, you know, just being with them and, and just work, working as a team together is important, right? So important. Remembering that, they're, that you're on the same team is important. That's it. That you're not opposing teams. We're not enemies. (laughs) Exactly. And so I I think that's really great advice. Yeah. And it makes me think of two things. One, it makes me think of a a quote where where I think the quote is, your spouse's spouse isn't perfect either. 
right? And it's basically right. you're not perfect. Right, exactly. Um, and then the the second okay. the second part of it is we're all human. We all make mistakes and everything, but it's, it's so important to remember, like, what's the purpose of your marriage or like, what's the vision for your marriage? And that helps you keep centered. Right. And it's not yeah. so much relying on I, but it's relying on like we. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's so good. So, yeah. So, you know, you guys are running your businesses, running your family, you know, recently you paid off a significant amount of debt. So want to kind of like talk more about that and, you know, how, how much debt did you pay off recently? So, yeah. So as of today, I pretty much think it's $23,000 worth of debt this year. Because we just sent the payment to the second student loan that I had, uh, which was over $2,000. And he didn't have any debt coming into the marriage <laughs> at all. Ooh. It was all my student loans and yeah. like, credit card oh, debt. Oh, so we have to and dig into that. Like I know, right? <laughs> so, 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 so far, it's been over $23,000 thus far that we paid off this year. Okay, congratulations. So you. so you didn't have any debt, Jeremy, coming in and you married someone that had a lot of debt. What was, of debt. what was your total debt, Latasha? Ooh, I think when I married him, it was like a hundred and I want to say $30,000. Wow. Okay, yeah. so so when did you but disclose- it increased because of the, 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 the interest. The interest. So Ooh, when yeah. did you disclose all the debt you had to Jeremy? At what point in your it relationship? before we got married. It was- I was so open. Yeah. I was just like, I need this debt. I have always she been like so pro. Like, I need yeah. this debt gone. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but I'm not making enough money now. Like yeah. teaching, like because because at that at that point I was sub teaching, so I was just making enough just to get by. And it's not until now with the business skyrocketing that I'm able to that we're able to throw thousands of dollars at the debt and get it out of here. But yeah, I was always so open. I would always come yeah. to him and vent to him like, yeah, I want was, the debt go. That was the focal point of her frustration for a while. <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, He would hear about it too much, I think. Fun. It was yeah. fine. Like, you know, and, and I said, you know, okay, we're getting married. Like, what's yours is mine. You yeah, know? he always said and that. at the end of the day, we're going to do it. Let's do it together. Like, you know? he was not phased by this six-figure debt that that I had no. like at all. Like it was just kind of like, we're going to take care of it. God's going to provide a way. We're going to do this. And I'm just like, are you okay? Like, are you sure? This is six figure debt, like some student loans and then like the credit card debt. And yeah. um, he was like, we're going to do it, you know, and let's, let's do it. It, it, it yeah. was that voice girl. He was like, nah, <laughs> I'm getting that, you. That six figure voice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No, totally but I love that. Cause uh, me, I had the line share debt you know, before we got married, you know, I had 90,000 in student loan plus, you know, any, anything else that's on there, but 90,000, I talked about it all through our dating rate. That hey, <laughs> I think our first date, he mentioned it. He was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, you know, some people, some people live, uh, uh, you know, have their heart in their sleeves. I have my student loans on my sleeves. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you guys are debt free now. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. They paid off a six wow. figure debt. So, so this is like, it's, yes. Thank so you. inspiring. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, he had the lion's share of debt. And, you know, I I love that, Jeremy, that you just were all in with Latasha from the very beginning that you didn't let her financial situation even phase you. I think that's like a great that's a great message for other husbands and and wives like just to. And the fact that he said that your debt is my debt. Right. I know a lot of times and sometimes the message is like, what's yours is yours. It's mine. And and you get married. Right. But it's like. You, You're one. You have to be a united front in order to tackle like yes. adversity and obstacles and getting through it and like building together. So I just love mentality because you can see 
starting those businesses, you know, trying to, you know, become full-time entrepreneurs, having that mindset in the beginning allowed you to persevere where like now you're reaping all the benefits of everything that you planted during your early stages of your marriage. Definitely. And that's, that's such a great message for the listeners, babe. Like what you said, like just working as one, seeing, you know, your finances as our finances, not just his or yours. So no, that's great advice. So, so, okay. So you have this, you know, $130,000 of debt, you just paid off $23,000 of it as of today. So like, what was your strategy to start paying down this debt? Yeah. So I, so I went to Jeremy and I said, let's attack these credit cards. Let's get these out the way. So we literally focused in and we paid off 8K of credit card debt in like four months. And then I was like, let's attack these student loans. So I had like Naviat student loan. We, we paid that off in like uh, two months, which is five grand. And then I just, and then we just paid off Ed Financial off too, which was like a uh, 4,500 or something like that. And then now we have the Fed loan servicing, which is the last student loan that we have. And that's the next course of action to pay that off. So I I think initially we had talked about trying to start with the smallest first and then grow. But then we we realized that there were some that were incurring more interest. (laughs) So we we started attacking that. So, yeah, that was and that was like the credit card debt because the credit card interest was ridiculous. It was like like 18 percent or something crazy. And I was just like, no, let's, let's attack those first versus the student loans. So, and then after that, after the credit card debt was paid off, then we started attacking the student loans that I um, had. Okay. Yep. And that's what we're doing right now with the uh, last big student loan. So do you guys have like meetings where you guys talk about this? Like, okay, this is how much we can pay off this month. This is, you know, this is how much we have left to pay off on this credit card or student loan. Like, how are you guys communicating about your debt payoff? Yeah. So yeah, I feel like, about it. yeah, we just had like, I was talking about, we were talking about this at like 5 a.m. this morning. I know that's a weird time, but <laughs> that's when the kids were like sleep. <laughs> hey, and I was like, I was what like, what do. is the plan? Right. Yeah. So, I, so I was talking to, with him like, okay, what is the plan moving forward? Like we just paid off at financial. Where should the bulk of, you know, the money towards debt go? Should it go towards like the, you know, Fed loan servicing? We have a little bit, you know, we have some left on our car note too, which, which we're trying to pay off in like the next four months too. But essentially, honestly, want to be debt free by the end of next year, going into the top of 2023, honestly speaking. I love so, that yeah. you have a goal of when you want to pay it off. And I think that's good advice for our listeners to set a goal date of when you want to pay off your debt and then do the work to get there. Yeah, I love that. Right. You know, your dreams, you know, when you have a dream or a vision and you put a deadline on it, it becomes a goal. So I I love that. I I love that. I love that. And I love that y'all are talking at 5 a.m., right? (laughs) 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 At at the end of the day, when your parents like it, is it always realistic to, you know, have these, you know, family meetings where you're like prepared and you have an agenda? No, it's it's not realistic. So you do what you can, like when you can. And Mm -hmm. I I love that. And it might be 5 a.m. It might be 11 p.m. But, you know, just making sure that you're touching base with your spouse on your finances, those check ins and talking about it, talking about your goals and what you're trying to accomplish is so important. So 5 a.m. or 11 p.m., whichever one you prefer. (laughs) Yeah, whichever works. Yeah. Yeah. And then like on the debt free, like like financial freedom journey, I like to like celebrate wins, too. So like for like when we paid off the credit card debt, we had like a photo shoot and it was just kind of like I'm like the credit card debt is gone. It was such a big milestone for me because I had had credit card debt ever since I was like 21. So ever since I was 21 and now I'm 37, I've had credit card debt. So I was just like, this is mind blowing. I cannot believe that 
I don't have any credit card debt at all. It's zero. So that was really big. So we celebrated with a photo shoot. Oh, I love, love that. That. love that. That's so cute. Yeah. We got to see the photos. You got to send us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like we're we always say that, right? Like even when we were paying down our six figures of debt, we celebrated our wins. And that's our message, too. So, you know, sometimes when you you're trying to like when you have this huge goal that you're trying to achieve and it's going to take you a long time, it's necessary to celebrate those wins, right? Just to make mm-hmm. sure that you're celebrating that accomplished, like any milestone. Yeah. Yeah. And it might not be the whole $130,000. <clears> it might've been just $2,000 that you yes. paid down, but that's $2,000 less that you no yeah. longer exactly. have to pay back. And so that is a huge yes. celebration. And I love that you guys were celebrating together as one, as a team. Yeah. And it's so important just to appreciate the journey. Journey, right. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we yeah. like so focused on the destination that we miss, you know, miss those those many milestones that we're doing and it allows the momentum to keep on going and you'll forget it. Forget about it. So you have to, you know, document and acknowledge it. Yeah. And give yourself grace like, hey, I made mistakes, but I was over to overcome it. And that could be, you know, a testimony to someone else where it's like, hey, like I can do it, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, I love I love that you guys are doing that. So. So I was about to say, yeah, it, oftentimes it's, it's the journey and, and those celebration, those wins, those, that, that, those practices that actually get you to the destination. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So what advice would you give to other couples who are, you know, who may not. So, Jeremy, you said that, you know, your wife's debt was your debt, like y'all were going to work together to pay it off. But what would you say to those couples who may not be on the same page or may not be like Jeremy in the sense where they're willing to take on their their spouse's financial situation? Okay, well, you got to think of it like this. If you're married, you're one. I think that that's the thing that most people, I think, try to negate when it comes to, to, to this. So think about it like this. If you fell down skin your knee, right? Is your knee going to patch itself up or are your hands going to help? You know what I mean? So if your, your body is going to assist your body, what, whatever part of your body is going to help heal it, help it, nurse it, whatever. And so in the same way where another member of your body, your hand, your arm, your leg, doesn't matter, you know, if it's hurt, if it's, if whatever is, is help, happening with it, the rest of your body is going to work in tandem to help it come together, you know, help it back to, to a certain point. So at that point, she became a part of my, a part of me. And so, okay, this is a debt. This is a, a, a specific situation that, that is a struggle for you, which is fine. I'm going to help in whatever way that I can in order for that to no longer be an issue in the same way that I would do it for myself. And so that's the a perspective. It's a perspective thing. I love that. You're your helping hand because, you know, Latasha scraped her knee, right? Like in, in that example, right? And and it's so important that, you know, we treat each other as one and help overcome whatever we're going through because those accomplishments that you have today may not have been possible if you weren't on the same page. So you started off with the right mindset, the right activities, and now, you know, you're reaping the benefits. So that's, you know, great advice. So you know, I think what you said, I th- I love the analogy of like, just, you know, how your hands are going to help, you know, help to heal a wound that you have on another part of your body. And that Latasha is basically a member of your body. So you're going to do whatever you can to help her. I think that's beautifully said. And, you know, cause there are a lot of couples who are struggling right now with 
where their spouse may not want to even have conversations about money. Mm-hmm. There's one one spouse who might carry the burden of managing the finances in the home alone. And, you know, we know that that's real for couples. But like, what advice do you have for that wife or husband who is carrying the burden alone, who may not, whose spouse may not be sharing the load with them and they feel all alone. They feel like throwing in the towel. They feel like just giving up and not dealing with it anymore because it's e- easier to be alone. <laughs> I think that's a big one. I that think like, because yeah. I think like when it's one spouse carrying the weight, whether they're making them like maybe one spouse lost his job or doesn't have a job and you have to like carry the weight of it, it could be a lot. I feel like, you know, and you may want like multiple income streams. You may want like, okay, I want you to come on and be on the board with the, you know, the debt payoff and things like that. I feel like that type of, stuff can be hard. I know you were saying like, I think we were just talking about this earlier. So we were just talking this, about this earlier. We, we actually were just having this conversation. Yeah. So the thing that I was, that I would say is a lot of times people would say, in a, you know, in order for the marriage to work, it's got to be 50-50. And I, I don't believe in that. I, I, I particularly believe that it's, a, it's 100-100. And, and how, however that looks, whatever that looks like, if I'm putting my 100% into it and my spouse is putting 100% into it, it's in some season that 100 may look like this and another <laughs> season it may look like this. But as long as we're committed to doing 100 percent in that season, it doesn't really matter what it looks like. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because it's not going to always look that way, no matter what, you know, you're going to continue seasons. to grow. You're going to continue to things yeah. are gonna continue to shift and change. Because in the first season of like when I first had the baby, I didn't make any money. So I think. Like you were just like, OK, I'll just take on the load. I don't I don't think it was like mm-hmm. second a second thought. Yeah. And I don't know if you get like I don't I didn't feel like resentment from you. <laughs> like no. she's not working, you know, like I so, so I stayed at home. So I didn't make any money. So he held down, you know, the debt, you know, paying mm-hmm. off the debt and um, also the bills. Yeah. And and even and, and so it's been fluctuating. Mm-hmm. You know, things have been kind of changing even even now. You know, arts and budgets is is making more than is the book share you know, of, of our income right now. And, you know, even though it's something that we had started together, she's the face of it. She's doing a whole (laughs) lot of that stuff, you know? And even for me, it's like, okay, things are a little bit different. It's a little bit of a a shift, you know what I mean? But it's just a different season. And at the end of the day, this season is what it, what it is. The last season was what, what that was. The next season is what that's going to be. So as long as we keep the right perspective and just continue to work together, you know, we're going to keep, keep making it. It's going to, we're going to kill it. Yeah. It's all about perspective, working together as a team and giving your hundred percent. Like you said, I love that you said it's not 50, 50. You each have to give a hundred percent day in and day out. So, and it might look different in just depending on the season you're in. Yeah. That well said. I love that. And yeah, you guys, you You guys guys are doing amazing things. You guys are such an inspirational couple. That's why we wanted to have you guys on our Thank podcast. You. We're so excited to see the great things that you guys will continue to do. And so, you know, before we wrap up, what is one thing you want listeners to take away from this episode? Hmm. <laughs> Two are better than one. Work as a team. <laughs> Work as a team. 
And also talk everything through, talk everything through. If something like doesn't you know, feel right, like even within your marriage and finances, just talk it through. Remember, you guys are not enemies. You guys yeah, are on the same, on the same team, team and you're um, looking to solve a conflict. You're looking to solve the problem. The issue at hand is what you guys are coming together to solve and, and you know, not, you know, attack each other, but attack that issue. Right. Mm-hmm. And work together as a team and show each other grace. Oh, I love it. I love it, guys. Y'all are awesome. So so where can our listeners connect with you guys? Oh, yeah. So like if you want to connect with me, this is Latasha. Hey, guys, um, you can check me out at artsandbudgets.com. You can also um, check me out on Instagram at artsandbudgets. And okay. our uh, other company is OneFlow Entertainment or OneFlowENT.com. Yes. And... Also, there's a music production company called 22 Ways, so <laughs> 22WAYZ.com. And then I'm also known as the David Way. So there's the <laughs> DavidWay.com. So it's a lot of. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. And the yeah. David Way at Instagram, too. Yeah. And on Instagram. The David yeah. Way. If you guys yes. want to connect on Instagram. Yes. You guys are crushing it. You know, 13 streams of income, three kids, you know, paying <laughs> off debt you know, on the same page. I mean, it's a beautiful message and, you know, you keep Thank on you. doing what you're doing. We love it. You're inspiring others to do the same and just continue moving forward. We love it. Thanks guys. Thanks for Thank coming. Thank you guys, on, guys so much for having us on the show. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram at Rich by Intention for money tips and inspiration. 